Hey everyone, Evan here. Um, As you heard in episode 99, I just returned from Comic-Con 2009, and one of the things that I saw while I was there was the Flash Forward panel. Uh, Flash Forward has been touted as the new Lost, um, and uh, so I wanted to check it out and see if if that hype was deserved or maybe not so much. I actually recorded the entire panel, the audio from the entire panel, and thought I would share it with you guys, um, seeing as this does seem like a similar show. Um, And uh, I was pretty impressed with the overall story. We got to see two-thirds of the episode, of the pilot episode, which will air in September. And um, I thought you guys might like to listen to this. So here is the flash-forward panel from Comic-Con 2009. Footage of uh, also upcoming episodes that no one else has seen. Um, 
and we've got a couple extra special things going on. And there's Q and A, and we want to bring out the cast and some special guests and things like that. We wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, and there's a couple of spoiler things at the very end. Um, so we're going to show the first two acts, and uh, then we're going to bring out the cast, and then we're going to show some more stuff that uh, we were editing together even as of last night. Um, and uh, we were all filming last night till about two in the morning, so we're, forgive us if we're a little tired. Anything else? Enjoy the show. So we're gonna bring out the cast right now. Yeah, we're gonna bring out the cast. So those are the first two acts. Obviously, a bunch of shit happens after that. <laughs> Fucked up the world, and then we got to get From we decided to give like good credits and bad credits. So from a movie called Killing Me Softly and Shakespeare in Love, Joseph Platt. Stones, Viva Rock Vegas. And uh, also uh, Harold and Kumar, Star Trek John Cho. Book, 
by, by uh, Robert Sawyer. I'd love to know, David, and, and for all the producers, if you could just kind of sketch, like, um, why did you become interested in this material? Why did you want to turn this into a series? And how did you guys come together? Well, the um, it's, it's based on a, uh, a novel by uh, Robert Sawyer. It's, uh, I don't know, a decade or so old. And true story, my, my wife, who was the producer long before she was my wife, uh, she read the book. She came to me about eight years ago and said, uh, I think this would be a great movie idea. And I said, oh, I agree. And I don't know, one thing happened and nothing ever came of it. And uh, we got married and then we moved into a house and we were unpacking our boxes and we found this the old copy of the paperback and I had highlighted things that I thought were cool, and I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. So we started exploring it again. I talked to Brandon, my friend, and we decided it would make for a more interesting TV show than the movie. The big thing in the uh, book is the consciousness shift uh, is like 21 years in the future, and we thought for dramatic purposes it was more interesting if the future were more immediate. So we chose six months, and we sort of you know, claim that we're staking is by the end of the first season we're going to catch up to those flashboards so all the various visions that you see with our cast members will have come to pass or not. That's part of the fun. And then obviously people say, well, what do you do after those six months? We've thought about it. <laughs> There's a specific date that we're building up to, right, in the show. It's yeah. May, uh, April 29th. April 29th. Yeah. And does that happen to correspond with the season finale? Um, in part, we are airing April 29th, and and April 29th is there's so much story we have to pack in. It's probably going to be broken into two episodes. So part of it will actually air on April 29th, and part the next week. But then the final couple of episodes will probably be April 30th because there's so much crap that happens on April 29th. A lot of stuff blows up. We gotta deal with the pieces after. Mark and Brandon, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Like, what interested you about the show? Why did you think it would be like a, a good idea for an ongoing TV series? Well, what you what you didn't see yet in the, in the pilot is that every single man, woman, and child uh, on Earth has a vision of the future six months from now. I, 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 in, in talking about it initially with David, you're like, that's six point eight billion potential stories to tell. This is more than a movie, probably. Yeah, is that how long uh, the series is going to be? Six movies <laughs> this season. Yes. Uh, it's a great syndication package. But, uh, we uh, we just saw a, a great potential for telling you know not just you know, obviously stories with our our core group of, of characters, but a, a show that could take place all over the world and, and deal with all sorts of different uh, things. Yeah, it's like I could go all over the world. <laughs> I don't like to do that. <laughs> All of the world's going to look a lot like a green screen to you. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a true producer. <laughs> In all seriousness, the show actually will take us all over the world. Uh, even the first three episodes will go to three different countries. Um, so, and, and they won't all be green screen work. Um, but, you know, Brian's absolutely right. Every single character, every single person on the planet is a potential character. Um, and every single person's flash forward is a different story. And some will be happy, some will be sad, some will be funny, some will be suspenseful and unexpected. Um, romantic, yes, uh, musical. Um, a little bit of everything will be animated. So, we, yes, um, play nice. Um, we, we actually have to I'm really not. <laughs>
cool thing is each episode will feature at least one flashboard. There'll be obviously the ongoing kind of serialized drama from our lead character's flashboards, but we're going to be meeting all these other people, and, and it, it's, it, it's sort of the story possibilities are limitless. And we'll never show you a flashboard that didn't happen. I think, you know, having seen the whole pilot, um, you know, there are a lot of mysteries that are embedded right away in this show going forward. Um, not spoiling anything about what those are, but um, moving forward, I mean, can you describe kind of like episodes, are, are we going to be more of a mystery-driven um, crypto drama here? Is it more of a, a human drama? How do you find the right balance of both? Well, it's, obviously there's an investigation going on uh, that will be driven by Joseph Fine's character who has seen some things in his vision that may hold the key to the mystery. And that's the overarching investigative element of the show. But we're, we're also very, very interested in the human drama of it, of it all. And, and, and if you think about, well, if you saw something six months from now that was utterly bizarre, yourself in prison, inexplicably, or what, whatever, there's something very interesting about exploring how, 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 did it, how does that come to be or not come to be? Do you prevent it? Do you pursue it? Yeah, I think we're going to show you in this later clip uh, sort of upcoming stuff. And there is in a sort of, if you want that kind of muscular mystery procedural aspect, there is that aspect. Because one of the cool um, paradoxes is that Joe's character has seen this investigatory board that he probably means of, of all these clues that he's dug up six months from now. And he's remembering these things, these future clues. And these are, you know, paths that lead to stories. And, Every little image that you saw, or that people will DVR and pause on, has actually already been figured out um, ahead of time. One of the bonuses is that Brandon and I wrote it. We started it before the writer's strike. We wrote the first half, and we wrote the second half 14 months later. So we had a really long time to actually figure everything out and embed everything. But, um, but we also hope that people come and watch it for all these crazy human dramas. If you knew six months from now that you were gonna be with you know, a different person, you're married now, you were gonna be with someone else, would that change? You know, would you try to seek that person out? Or if you knew you were gonna be dead six months from now, if you knew you were gonna be in a different job, it's really kind of limitless. And really that's where the show um, will live and breathe in all those kind of moral quandaries. Procedural, the quote unquote procedural scenes or the investigatory scenes. We always say in the writer's room, our, our mantra is this is just another opportunity to eliminate character. You know, this is just another moment. And you'll see, like, even, you know, later in the, in the pilot and in the second episode, even the stuff that is sort of the, you know, the guns and the pyrotechnics, it all is tied into the character drama. So the, the show is, is a synthesis of, of those two things. The show's tone is as wide as its scope, which is, you know, worldwide. And it's also cool because it's not like any show that's ever been on television before, which also scares, you know, <laughs> but it's fun. David, before we went on, you talked about Lost. Yeah. And you talked about how uh, that was a, a big inspiration uh, for you, you're a big Lost fan. Like, uh, you talk a little bit about how that is played in the role of bringing this to life, and is this the new Lost? Well, look, nothing is ever going to be the new Lost. I love Lost. I've seen every single episode. But I'll tell you, the reason why we, the show wound up at, at ABC, Brandon and I wrote it as a spec script, and there was a 
bidding war, and there were multiple bidders, and 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 ultimately, um, you know, I'm friends with Damon, and I was talking to him. And the bottom line is, Lost was this genre-breaking, you know, show that was just its own unique new thing that was daring and challenging. And the fact that ABC was courageous enough to put that on the air, ultimately. I said, well, if they were courageous enough to put that on the air, then I think they're going to be courageous enough to put this on the air. You know, we came in, we pitched them a, a fairly excessive plan. We know exactly the shot that season one ends on. We know, because they also said in a post-lost world, this is a really cool script, but do you have any idea where it goes? <laughs> we said, yeah, we do. We know how the whole season ends. And you know, the of the whole series, and then they were like, "Holy shit!" They actually did. So, so have you already begun negotiations with ABC to end the series after five or six seasons? The, the basic plan is, in order for us to um, really tell the story we need to tell, we need ten seasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, we say we need as it, it's, a, it's an accordion. We need we need as little as three. And it can kind of, you know, accordion outward. Rawhide, 21. <laughs> but look, they were cool. We, 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 we Sounds like Courtney's in. Yeah. And he's in we had a big plan, and, you know, we didn't know if ABC was going to, like, freak out when we told them that, and they, they were behind it, and so that's why we went with ABC. I'm going to roll on this shoe. <laughs> Joseph. Uh, we know you a lot from your film work. This is your first time on American television, and you're playing, uh, you know, LA uh, FBI agent. Um, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to, to do a TV series. Uh, it's really about the gentleman right next to me, David Goyer. I came into LA for a meeting on something else, and um, pretty much on the way to the airport, I got a, a phone call and a script saying you should really meet and. Um, David's work I knew of and thought, well, why not? But I read the script and then thought, I have to. So the combination of uh, his his brilliance uh, and his very good um, smooth talking um, kind of landed me here. And, um, and it's been an extraordinary kind of uh, um, change of events going from film to television, but I, I have to say, through the script, all the scripts that I've been reading and, and the, uh, the process behind the series, um, I think that it's it's so much more um, exciting in many areas than film. Film can buck itself into a very generic, cliched structure of three acts and. You know the arc, and there's this typical arc for an actor that you work through. And here, there's a completely different shape that is possibly like Raw Hyde going on forever. <laughs> Does that excite you? I mean, are, are you in for forever? <laughs> I, I have to tell that a cute little anecdote, though, because uh, we were shooting a pilot, and it, there's this moment you'll see more of where you see these scary guys in masks coming at Joe and his character takes out this gun and and so he You don't have that. No, 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 I said 
So we had to like show him how to, you know, shoot a gun and all of that. And he said, you know, my character is usually like wearing pantaloons and on the back of a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we were shooting and, and, and like, now Joe, you have to run over here and hide behind here. And just in the middle of it, he did this like James Bond action roll. <laughs> and we were like, it was, he kind of just threw it in because he got so excited. <laughs> Liberated to wear jeans and have a gun on your hip. I mean, when you've been wearing fancy shirts and on horses this way. Uh, in about five minutes, um, I'm going to open it up to you guys for questions. So if you have a question, start thinking of it. In five minutes, we're going to do that. Um, we're running about five. We started five minutes late, and um, we're going to go five minutes late unless someone comes up here and makes us do otherwise. So, um, John, uh, how's your summer been? <laughs> Did you 
come talk to me and David and Brandon about the plans for your character in the season finale? Absolutely. <laughs> 21 years from now. That's what I want to know about. Christine, how about, how about you? Like, uh, like, tell us a little bit about um, being a part of Flash Forward and also just, uh, <coughs> just the challenge of, 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 of bringing the character life with and so also, little like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I just think this is my first series, so that's, you know, exciting by itself, but it's just fun to go to work and have it just be reactionary, you know? You don't know what's going to happen, and they, they give you clues, but sometimes they think maybe they're lying. <laughs> sometimes we are. So you're like, huh, okay, to throw you off the scent, but I just think it's cool to kind of not know what comes next. It makes it easier, less to think about, you know? Christine, show show them your uh, tattoos on your own. Come on, I got I got to tell a story. Just show just show it. So she got these three circles. So she comes into audition, and uh, we we loved her immediately. But I, I just couldn't remember her name like afterwards. And so I know, awesome. So we're we're going to like finally cast, and and I'm like. I want that three circles chick. And so, all these, the true story, all these emails are flying around, and I'm like, we, I want three circles, where's three circles? And then ABC's got, okay, we're trying to make a deal with three circles. We're trying to make a deal with three circles. And she was just like, three circles for a month of emails. I started, like, booking more work when I got the tattoo, and I think it's because then people remembered me. It's like, oh yeah, the tattoo girl, so, yeah. Um, questions. You know, before we start questions, wait, 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 because I know you have, like, millions. I I'd like to ask a quick lightning round of questions that we can kind of get out of the way. Go. So, David, uh, next Batman film. We are musing. We're trying to come up with the lamest Bat character we can possibly think of. <laughs> like, Bat might. <laughs> Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, uh, musing is happening. Using is happening. So what's happening? Bat music. Bat music is going to happen. All right. Uh, David. Uh, sorry, Mark. Greenland. It was, uh, can you tell us what you can tell us about this? Happening. Ryan Reynolds. Hal Jordan. Mark Campbell directing. Filming in Australia. January. Check it out. Can I quick work for you guys in the offing? Yeah, well, actually, um, David and I are talking to Marvel about doing something. Brian and I are talking to Marvel about doing something. Um, you better be doing this for 21 years. <laughs> you better be doing this. And we'll be, you know, we'll be doing Flash Forward for the next 21 years. You heard it right here, right? It's said, it's said. You guys are gonna laugh when you see Courtney's characters flash forward. Is that a microphone for people? 
So get up there and tell us what your name is. What's your name? Um, my name's Joanna. Um, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. And hi, John. Like, I really enjoyed Star Trek. And one of the main reasons I went. Okay, um, my question is, I've heard rumors that Don and Monica is going to be on the show. And I want to know if that's true. Said, so, dude, we're not going to say, man. <laughs> you want to take your own? I know nothing. Okay. I know nothing. I'm sorry. That's a general statement. <laughs> Although you were thinking about going into a nonprofit, you know, Cal Penn went to the White House and John John had a choice between doing our show or doing a nonprofit with Sarah Palin. Yeah. <laughs> we're starting a uh, foundation to provide uh, guns to underprivileged children. <laughs> the clip that we're going to show you in about three minutes. Hi, I'm David. Uh, Brian and I just want to say we have a mutual friend in D. Devlin. I'm sure she says hi. And, uh, I'm one of the Star Trek fans who's really proud of your work and says he doesn't hate you. So. <laughs> it's nice to finally be one. <laughs> uh, my question is for David, actually. Uh, you work a lot of features and like another uh, co-creator lost. Yeah, I, I, um, first of all, uh, uh, co-wrote with Mark uh, episodes two and three, and I, I actually committed, I, I'd flirted with TV before, but kind of like was there for the pilot and left, and I love, seriously, this project so much that I signed a contract to stay for the whole first season, no matter what, so... We really wanted his input and stamp of approval. Because, you know, obviously some of the changes that we had to make for series were a little different from the book, so we pitched it to him and said, are you okay with this? But I think if you read his blog, you'll see people that he's, you know, fairly uh, down. And he got to take a Oh, just as a little shout out, we're starting up, I think it went live today, a unofficial, sort of more community-based um, home for the show, redpandaresources.com, and uh, check it out. That's where kind of uh, cast and crew and producers will be uh, hanging out. Um, so just wanted to do that little shout out. And then check out, um, on the floor, Mosaic Collective. Um, well, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but go check it out. It's, it's some really, really cool stuff um, on the floor. Be there. Thank you. Hi, I'm Oscar Obergon from TruthHack.com. I have a question. Uh, I think everyone wants to know, so I'll just go ahead and ask it. Uh, what what caused the global blackout? <laughs> <laughs> Rush Limbaugh farted. <laughs> 
played a clip um, of the sh- a few more clips of the show, the last one of which revealed um, Dominique Monaghan, uh, known as you know Charlie from Lost, among many other things, uh, standing in the doorway, pretty much confirming the rumors that Dominique Monaghan would be part of the cast for this new show. The room went crazy, and then Dominique himself came out and uh, answered a couple of questions. Uh, here's a little bit of audio from that. Basis from Drive Shaft. Uh, well, um, 
best kept secret in Hollywood. <laughs> two, two questions. Thirty seconds, Dominic. Dominic. Who do you, who do you, who, who, who do you play on this show? Uh, we have a lawyer on stage. Is that correct? Yes, I'm advising my client not to answer your question. Um, <laughs> his name's Simon. My name's Simon. Uh, I guess that's about as much as I can tell you guys. Dominic, are you uh, are you going to be able to come back to Lost uh, in the final season? Uh, uh, to answer any questions? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. I mean, it's a great show. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if anyone really dies on that show, but uh, <laughs> I will say this: um, we had planned Don's involvement even before we shot the pilot uh, because we said there was a very sort of long-term. So there you have it. Sorry for the couple of small missing pieces there, but I don't think there was any major information. I'm going to continue to look around for video or even audio of the full panel. If I can find that, um, I'll post some links to that so you all can hear that. But that's what I managed to get. Um, and I'm really excited for the show. Uh, maybe there'll be a podcast about it. Who knows? Uh, but uh, right now it seems as though um, they keep mentioning the fact that they've had this planned from the beginning and kind of like they're trying to avoid the situation Lost is in where there are so many people asking whether or not they've known what they were doing from the beginning. So uh, we'll see how it goes and hopefully this will be a new great show to kind of fill in that Lost gap uh, when Lost is over. So until the next time, we hope you all have a great day and I'll talk to you later.